0: So glad you're there. And uh, Highlight.Church YouTube and Facebook, we're glad you are there. Thank you for joining us. I want to give us a few announcements before we get into the message today. And uh, first one is um, tomorrow we're starting seven days of prayer and fasting. And so um, if you have any questions, I want to go ahead and point you to our website, Highlight.church. You can scroll down to the bottom and we have some information there about different types of fast. And um, maybe you're going to go all in and do all liquid. Uh, this time around is seven days. It's not the 21 days. So, um, or maybe you're going to start out all liquid. Maybe not. Maybe you're just going to set aside some time for prayer each day. Maybe that's your next step. But whatever your next step is, go ahead and, and pray about that. I had a, a team leader uh, text me this week. About How do I choose my fast? And so I told this individual that I, I pray and I ask God to choose my fast and I try my best to obey him. Yeah. And so we got Daniel's fasting, sun up to sun down, um, all liquid fast. So I encourage you to, to, to join us. And uh, with that, what I'm excited about is 7 p.m. prayer, um, Monday through Friday. So starting tomorrow, we're going to be in this room praying. And uh, we're going to have a little worship, a a short devotional, and we're going to pray together. Um, So I I want you to come so your spirit can be lifted up. You can be encouraged. We're doing a little bit, something something a little different. I want to change it up. I was going to fit it in in the morning, but you guys are going back to work. So I don't know if if you're going to be here unless I push it to about 530 or six o'clock. So I don't know if you're ready for that. So uh, 7 p.m. starting tomorrow is going to be a great time. And then night of worship. On Saturday, August 28th, we're going to start at 5 p.m. I want to encourage you to come on out. And uh, we're going to mm-hmm. cap off, highlight the city week with a night of worship. We love to see every seat in this room uh, filled. And uh, there's going to be two, two things got laid on my heart, power and healing. Um, so we are going to open up the floor um, at some point for you to come up and receive prayer. Uh, from from a leader at the church and get the support that you need in the season. God is going to do miracles. It's going to be a powerful move of God. So let's celebrate those announcements. Come on, let's put our hands together. Great week. Phenomenal week. Before I get into the message, I'm going to give a few people a shout out. I was texting the team. And let's uh, show some love for... Um, I think she's here. Umu. Let's put our hands together for Umu. Umu, she's around somewhere. Yeah. Oh my girl. I'm sorry. I'm so used to, because you're such a hard worker. You're back there and you give it up for Uh, Umu again, please. She's amazing. And her husband, Bruce, is on the campus safety team. We love you guys so much. Uh, sent me, Krizia and I, you know, you confuse me. So she sent me Bella. Let's give it up for Bella. Bella's killing it in the kids area. And we're so grateful for you. And everyone, let's put our hands together for Monty. There's Monty. Monty's an usher. We love Monty. Monty's been here for a few months, and he's a blessing to our church. And And um, so glad to have you all. You guys are serving so well, and we thank you for your time and your sacrifice. You're truly building the kingdom of God, and, and it matters. God sees it. He sees it. And um, let's go ahead and let's get into the message. I want to pray and then we'll, we'll go ahead and get into it. Father, open our hearts. Open our minds. Speak to us today. Get Pastor Josh out of the way. Don't agree with that too much. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Thank you so much. All right, let's jump into Mark 6, verse 30. It says this here, the apostles returned to Jesus from their ministry tour. Just, just a little plug right here. If you like that whole atmospheric vibe, that, that sound, that's how, that's how prayer is going to be right there. The keys are going to be with you. They're not going to leave you. And uh, it won't just be me and you and the Lord. The keys will be with you. Yeah, Jason, go for Jason. Jason's awesome. We thank God for Jason. Verse 31, then Jesus said, let's go off by ourselves to to a quiet place and rest a while. He said this because there were so many people coming and going that Jesus and his apostles didn't have any time to eat. So they left by boat for a quiet place where they could be alone. Once again, Mark 6, verse 30, if you need that. But many people recognized them and saw them leaving, and people from many towns ran ahead along the shore and got there ahead of them. And so th- this is starting out as a retreat for the disciples. Let's let's draw away, let's get away. You guys have done so much work. You've served, you've prayed, you've taught. So I want to get away, and I want you all to get some rest and, and just spend some time with you. But as they were going, this Thousands of people saw them, and, and they started running alongside the beach. And so, and so, let's keep going here. And it says this, Jesus saw the huge crowd, verse 34. And, uh, and it says this here, as he stepped from the boat, he had compassion on them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So, he began teaching them many things. Late in the afternoon, his disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place. It's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to nearby farms and villages and buy something to eat. I love, I love how they're trying to tell their boss what to do. It's not, it's not a suggestion. They're literally trying to get him to do what they want to do. And we often get caught in that trap. Verse 37 says this, but Jesus said, you feed them. Someone say, you feed them. Okay, uh, 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 and you know, when you, when, when you kind of feel like, like it's bigger than you, you we kind of respond uh, with, uh, with what? <laughs> we, we have to work for months to earn enough money to buy food for all these people. Yeah. How much bread do you have, Jesus asked. Go and find out. They came back and reported, we have five loaves of bread and two fish. Then Jesus told the disciples, here it is, to have the people sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of 50 or 100. So we see there that there's, there's order because many, many of us know the ending of this story. But, but there's just so much popping out to me this week. I'm like, man, I could do a whole series on this. But just want to stop and I'll elaborate a little bit more. There's order but before there's overflow. And, and so in, in any area of your life where you, where you think you're experiencing some lack, you got to go back and, and ask yourself, is there order at the root? And if there's not order at the root, there's going to be chaos at the fruit. And, and so we'll, 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 we'll keep it from there. Verse 41, Jesus took the five loaves and two fish, looked up toward heaven and blessed them. God will bless what you give. That word there means favor. Uh, makarios it means to make happy. So whatever you offer him, if you offer God your life, you're going to have joy. Um, the prefix there of mock in that makarios Greek, is to make large, to make big. So God wants your life to grow. God wants you to be blessed beyond measure, but you got to give it to him first, okay? And, and then breaking the loaves into pieces he kept giving the bread to the disciples so they could distribute it to the people. He also divided the fish for everyone to share. They all ate as much as they wanted. Someone say wanted. Not what they needed. Because a lot of us don't like that word. Just give me what we need. I agree. I'm there too. Like need just sounds so minimal sometimes. And sometimes all you need is, is what you need. But we see that the, the, the heart of God was not to give them just what they needed but what they wanted. But we see that on the back end of a plan, a prayer and participation. All right. What do you have? Now, here's the plan. Sit them down. Give it to me. Father, bless it. Prayer. And then I'm going to give it to you to distribute. I'm going to give it to you to serve to the people. Participate. You see that? And, and, and then, like, like I said, I was, it's so much. It's so much. And it says this here. He also divided the fish for everyone to share. They all ate as much as they wanted. Verse 43. And afterward. Someone say Afterward. Afterwards. The disciples. The church. The superheroes. The ushers. The pastors. The kids team. The light group leaders. The flourishing mentors, the disciples, the church, the body of Christ. Afterwards, someone say afterwards. Afterwards, afterwards. so you got to do all that to get to the to get to the good part. I don't just I, I don't just want us to skip because we know the end of the story, right? And, and a lot of times when we're studying our Bible, that's the problem. We're reading, we're reading, we know the end of the story, but we're missing all the substance. Oh my God, it's so I can't even get to the last part, which is your favorite part. But that part don't matter unless you unless you really see like what's going on. You see how methodical and how strategic Jesus is? The disciples picked up twelve the church. Someone say the church. Someone say the superheroes picked up 12 baskets of leftover bread and fish. That's your favorite part right there. You see how I watered it down. Because that's not the important. It is the important, but that's not the important part. It's not not the important part. The important part is like verse, like 37. You feed them. Like, Jesus, Pastor, I'm tired. I don't want another service. Are we going to do a third service, Pastor? Yeah, you you feed them. Lord, tell these people to go away. Verse 44, a total of a total of 5,000 men and their families are fed. OK, it's important. Here, here's the big thought. OK, take the, we're going to take this big thought away. If you're taking notes, write this down. God intends to bless you. That, that is his heart. That's his intention. He, he wants he wants to bless you. He wants to take care of you. And what what happened, so this starts out as a retreat, and they're going, they're on the boat, it's going to be a great, great time, we're getting away with Jesus, going to get some leadership training, food's going to be great, the beds are going to be warm. Um, we're going to get away at a cabin in Pennsylvania, away from the church, and it's going to be awesome. We can, we can refuel, come back into Gaithersburg and we're ready to run. You know what I mean? And, and we're going to come back and our team leader is going to be like, why are y'all so hyped? Because we just came back from a retreat. So we're ready to go for another year. Right? So they're ready for that. As they were on the way to the retreat, 20,000 people (laughs) are running on the sand, it's like I'm trying to get away, but the demand of work and the kids and life and, and school and it's pulling at me and oftentimes what happened is, is God never shifts his focus off of blessing us. It's just we get distracted by the weight of life and, and what tends to happen is we become inward focused. And, and when you become inward focused, you no longer feel as though you have anything to give. So, so uh, wait, wait, wait. So, if you allow the Holy Spirit, and it's for your good, you're, you're 12 baskets. If you allow the Holy Spirit, He'll course correct you. Right? Like, send these people away. Like, Send them away. And, and the problem is, is right now we'll log on YouTube and we'll log on to our favorite preacher. And, and the message that they have, mama, is, is this. The message our favorite preacher has is, is, that, is that Jesus is, is this kind of Jesus. Okay, send them away, Lord. And, and what they'll preach when you log on is they'll say, J- Jesus be like, yeah, yeah, send them away. Now what I'm going to do for you is I'm going to make you a nice little cotton i'm gonna fluff your pillow up for you this is what your favorite preacher will preach and i'm gonna make it nice and cottony it's gonna be a lot of cotton heaven cotton the clouds of heaven in your pillow then then me being jesus your leader i'm gonna go and cook something for you you know, in John 20, he cooked like fish and honey. He did, he did that. He did, he, he, he did it one time. You know what I mean? So I can't blame you. I can't blame him for preaching about that. You know, he cooked it up man. and you lay on down and sit up when you want and you, I'm going to send them away. So you're not, you're not bothered i'll i'll send i'll send everyone in here who needs some support and some healing and some church and some god in their lives we'll just send them on away so so you guys with the superhero shirts aren't bothered too much with the kids shirts you're not bothered okay all right so that's your favorite pastor it ain't me i'm 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 you know what i'm saying ain't me oh yeah i'm just in the bible this your favorite pastor. This ain't me and so um come on put i'm in the bible i'm in the bible i'm in the bible all right. And then, and then Jesus go feed you. Here you go. You're okay. Are you ready to serve now? Or do we still need to go on the retreat? Okay. That, that's not your savior. I'm a Lord. Um, it's a lot of people. And that's all he heard. After that, he started, it's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. That's all he heard. After they said that, the brother cut off. It's a lot of it. He just let him finish because he's he's a respectable God. He said, okay. You done? Yes, Lord. You ready? You feed them. Yeah. Oh, wait, oh, wait, oh, wait, what, Lord? <laughs> mm. But they forgot. He didn't. And he's trying to get them to not block his plan. Because it's, it starts out, God, I give you my life and I love the Lord and I I love the church and I love the, I love it. That honeymoon phase with God, that honeymoon phase with your church, right? Like when you, come on, like when you first came here, I'm Peter, we Peter, you know what I mean? You love me, Lord. I had a lot of time to think while I was on vacation. That's part of the problem. I keep it real lean when I preach every Sunday. I'm just, you know, y'all don't want me on vacation no more. I'm just, man, that's a good point right there. I'm still in the intro. I ain't hit the first point yet. <laughs> Dang, that'll, that'll hit hard right there. And, and, and then, so the retreat, the blessing is the intent. Then we get in the middle and we get caught up. But we see the story always brings us to the overflow and the blessing and the joy. I just don't want us to get caught here. And so I think this is what the text illustrates. if If you're taking notes, here it is. How a dedication to generosity, how a dedication to generosity will create a constant flow of God's blessing in your life, Francie. And really, generosity, that means to give above and beyond. And that, that starts in the spirit. You, you got to be a generous person. It, it can't just be forced or you have to be someone who, who says, Lord, baptize my heart with the spirit of generosity. Lord, I want to be a giver. I want to I be available. And, and, and when you posture yourself in that way, the blessing of God will always find you in every season. But you can't give up when life hits. And, 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 and we, we, we get so many, so many uh, emails and things like, I don't know. And, uh, and the first thing that always gets attacked is service to the Lord. It's never I'm going to quit my job to serve the Lord. I got to quit Sunday to go to the job I hate, not the church I love. I'm sorry, that preach right there. Oh, my God. So, so I'm going a, I'm to a retire my superhero shirt so I can have a day off to go to the place I hate. Versus digging deeper into the place I love. You feed them. Dig deeper. Y'all all right? Yeah. I can go back on vacation. Y'all good? Okay, go, go, go. All right. Let, let, so, so, and this is, this is the thing. Here, we'll lighten it up and we'll get into some good points, okay? I think all of us in here want to be generous people. So, so I want to teach you how to be. I just don't know if we know how to be generous. So I want to give you three ways real quick, three big thoughts. Number one, I want to encourage you to play your part. Play your part. Good. It says this here in Mark 6, verse 35. Late in the afternoon, his disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place and it's already getting late, as if he didn't create time. Verse 36. (laughs) Send the, I'm telling you, it's like, Pam! All right. Send send the crowds away so they can go to nearby farms and villages and buy something to eat. Jesus said, You feed them. So their focus is on the, the public. Like if, if my wife would just do this, like the marriage or the home would be better, or if, or if my husband would just do this, or if, if, if the, the Democrats would just do this, or the Republicans, or those who wear the mask, if they wouldn't just, if they would just take them off, or those who, who don't wear the mask, if they would just put them on, or the unvaccinated, if they would just get vaccinated, right? Or, or those who are vaccinated, if they would stop trying to, fo- the, the focus is always on others, I love how Jesus says, "Like you play your part." He says, "He says, fix your focus, and, and and you feed them. You you play your part." Someone say, "Play your part." Play your part. Play your part. Play your part. It's not their job to make the world better. It, it's 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 your your job. He's saying, and and this is so consistent with the character of God. Because we got to remember that Jesus was God in a bot, and this is so consistent. We're going to go back to the creation account about playing your part to make your life, your home, your world a better place. Despite what people do, it starts with you. This is so consistent with the character of God when Jesus says, you feed them. And it's really like kingdom math because he's like, yeah, we were going to go on a retreat, but their need supersedes yours. And he hasn't revealed to them his plan for them. But I need you to trust me in this very moment. Wait, 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 wait. I need you to trust me in this moment. So here's the account of creation. Watch this. Because Adam, God created Adam. He put him in the garden. The garden was just fine. The garden was flourishing. The garden was going to produce trees and fruit. And, and the animals are going to do the, animal, the animals things. And they're going to be just fine. You know what animals do. Okay, here it is. It says this here in Genesis 2.15. NLT, watch me. The Lord God placed, someone say Placed. Someone say placed. Place. Someone say placed. Place. All right. The man in the garden. To look pretty? No. To chill? No. Do I need to set up the cot again? No. All right. We won't do that. The Lord placed the man in the garden to tend and watch over it. This garden was fine. No one needed to touch it. This was before the fall. No weeds were going to grow. It was going to produce fruit by itself. The water was going to flow through it. He didn't need to do anything, but God's intent was for him to do something. All right, hold on, hold on. We're going to go to the next, next translation, C-E-V. The Lord God put, someone say put. put. Someone say put. put. So he put the man in the garden of Eden to take care of it. And look after it. And then we're going to go to the Good News translation. Then the Lord got place. Someone say place. place. To cultivate and guard it. Wow. Wow. Drive them away, Lord. All these responsibilities, all these people. You feed them. This is the talk. This is the, the takeaway if, how to be a generous person. Play your part. Here it is. Th- this is what you have to own in your heart and in your mind. If you're going to have that constant flow of God's blessings meet you. God, pla- here's the takeaway. God placed me in my home to make it better. It, it is not my wife's job to hold the weight of making my home a better place. God, place me in the home. Place me. 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 Someone say me. Me. Someone do the whole motion. Do that with your five fingers. I'm doing my left hand. Do that. Me. uh, Come on. We want 100% participation because y'all gonna leave here tripping someone say me god placed me in my home god placed me on my job not so that the job would serve me so that i would make my company better god placed me in the church not so that the church would serve me so that i would make the church better someone say me i need the whole church me someone say me i will go back on vacation if you don't get it right me. God placed me in this city. not so that the city could serve me, but so that we could serve the city. Yeah. Me. I know I might get a little crazy. I know I do, but we go stay in the Bible, y'all know we go keep it real, right? He he placed a man in the garden to the the word cultivate means to grow it to make it better, and and that's a lot of the times that's where the blessing stops, is when we point. My boss, my supervisor, my pastor, the ministry, the city, the Republicans, the Democrats, the president, the ex president, the the ex president, the ex president, the, 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 when we, my leader, my team leader, my director, my name, my kids, my this, my this. And that's where the overflow stops. Your overflow stops at the point of your complaining. I can preach like that. The church would pack out, but you know what I mean? I try to keep things real simple, but just take that one away. Your overflow stops at the point of your complaining, but my daddy wasn't there, but you're 38. You're 18. <laughs> my mama didn't. Okay. When are we gonna, when are we gonna get off the cot? When are we going to get off the pillow? When are we going to grow up and start making the world a better place? Just don't be like them. All right. God's trying to find people who are going to avail themselves and make themselves available so he can open up the windows of heaven and flow, flow through you. Okay. Number two. Number two. I got to offer God my best. Offer your best wherever you are. Put your heart and your soul into it whatever you do, work at it mightily as if you're working for the Lord. Don't be coming in dragging your foot. This is, this is sometimes our spirit. When we, when we get into work, when we come on into church, don't you ever drag your foot when you come into highlight church. You better pick that foot up. Offer your best. Offer your best and it's okay to not be okay, but let's pray. Let's cast the devil out. Let's let's worship. Let's praise and let's offer our best when we get here. Come on. Let's offer our best. Offer your best. Here it is. Verse 38 says this. How much bread do you have? Go and find out. What do you have? Here's the takeaway. God will never ask you to give more than what you have but he will ask you to give the best of what you have. And I want to make this real practical for you. So I want to help you out. Okay. Offer these things and worship to God every single day. If you're going to cultivate generosity, number one, give the best of your time, the best of your time, make yourself available to the things of God. We got, we got people like, like Jason Tran and and Echo and a, a number of other people in our church that, in times past they have taken off an entire week to serve or highlight the city week making themselves available to the things of God what do you have is what Jesus said doesn't matter how much but just give me give me your best do, do you have a tuesday do you have a wednesday do you have a saturday what 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 do what do you have what do you i could do it because i'm god i can i can just do anything but I'm trying, to, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to have you participate in, in the growth process. I'm trying to show you what I can do through you as you make yourself available. The second T, offer your talent. Make your abilities and your expertise available. Mm, someone needs it. They need your knowledge. They need your wisdom. They need your gift. There's someone in the world that lacks it and you have it. Jesus saying, what do you have? What do you have? Number three, the best of your treasure. This means make your money available. Make your money available. Right now, all the resource they have is the fish and the loaves. This is a great season right now. Highlight the City Week. A great season to give above your normal giving. Make your resources available. Offer those three T's to God And he's going to use them to make it a better world. What do you have? What do you have? What do you have? The third one is give strategically. Give strategically. Says this in verse 39. Then Jesus told the disciples to have the people sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of 50 or 100. So their strategy... There's a plan. There's a plan. Verse 41, Jesus took the five loaves and two fish, looked up toward heaven and blessed them. There's prayer. There you go. Then breaking the loaves into pieces, he kept giving the bread to the disciples so they could distribute it to the people. There's participation. Yep. Yep, yep. Give strategically. There's a plan for four years. Highlight has had a plan. We've <laughs> prayed and we've participated. Good. I remember last year we, we were meeting and, uh, in the heart of COVID, And the spirit of the Lord fell on my wife and and she said, you know that vision we've had for years that highlight the city where we would serve multiple partners in one day for multiple days for an entire week. She said, we don't have to wait till we get to thousands of people. We, we, we can do it now. And, and I'm like, oh, it's COVID. People don't want to be close to people. And I don't know if the church is going to do it. She said, let's do it. We pray. So, so, so we, we plan. We pray. And, and now we're, we're our third Highlight the City Weekend. And with a church that started with only $2,000 in its account on the first Sunday, we've given over $200,000 to Outreach. And We've served over 3,000 hours in four years. Plan. Pray. Participate, plan, pray, participate. Even for your life, when it comes to generosity, you got to plan, you got to pray, you got to participate. But this is the problem. I got to, I got to present the tension. This is the tension: is we often say, "I'll give when God puts it on my heart." And I'm a pastor. I go everywhere y'all go. Chick fil A. I go to a mall. I stop at that stoplight where they be asking for money. And I'm just like you sometimes. I give sometimes. But I, 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 I see y'all. I be seeing y'all like that. Y'all pull up to that light. They walk to your car. You just scoot on up. <laughs> but you go give when God puts it on your heart, right? He rarely does. Wow. And if he does, you're, you're numb to it. right? Aren't the disciples numb? Lord, we just served. Lord, we did Easter. We did the July block party. We did summer. We did groups for a little while. We're in break mode. We're in vacation mode, Lord. Right? We're going to the retreat. Right, Lord? Right, Lord? Right, Lord? No. This one, it's not going to be spontaneous, but it is planned. So so I want to encourage you. The problem is, is you say, God, God, I lay it on my heart. But I want to encourage you, have a plan for your giving. Do, do you carry a little extra cash around from time to time? Do you plan Friday to spend time with your family? Do you plan to be here serving every Sunday? You got to have a plan in place. And so our plan as a church, we're going to talk a little bit about some logistics. So I don't want to lose you here. If you're taking notes, going to write these things down. As a church, our vision is partnership. I think this is important for a lot of you who are strategic. I want to present this to you. Our vision is to partner with local, national, and international outreach organizations. And it's because these organizations have an established presence in parts of the world that we're called to impact. Uh, Be around, I think sometime in September, we, we plan to have one of our main international outreach partners here uh, he may give us a short talk on the vision of his organization, Hope International, uh, a phenomenal organization. And so for four years, we've partnered with Montgomery County Public Schools, um, Shepherds Pratt, which used to be Family Services, um, Gaithersburg Hub. They, they feed people across the city. Interfaith Works, they serve the homeless in the city. Just partnerships. I remember in 2018, you guys won the Community Partner of the Year Award with Family Services. Come on, we can put our hand. We were only two years old. Um, This is the largest outreach organization in Montgomery County. Over 75,000 clients. You did that when you were two years old. And it's because, much like our Savior, we want to be strategic. So so highlight will never parachute into an apartment complex or or on the corner. It's nothing wrong with that. But oftentimes those forms of evangelism are not effective. They're not they're not all that effective because you may feed someone, you may pray for someone, you may bring them to Christ. But the goal is to get them plugged into a local church. So they can grow. So we want to have a plan just like our savior. Here are a few advantages to partnership if you're interested. Go ahead and write these things down. Number one, the church has the ability to build trust. Someone say build trust. Build trust. Right now we're living in a time where people don't trust the church. So we come alongside them and we say we're going to give we're going to give finances and we're going to send foot soldiers. And we're not just going to do it two weeks throughout the year, but we're going to do it on a monthly basis. And, and as we've shown consistency over four years, we've built a lot of trust with a lot of organizations. And I remember starting out with some of these organizations. They let you take out the trash. They let, they let you paint a little bit. But, but as we have built some rapport, we've been able to serve the clients. Number two, form relationships. Form relationships. It's important that the church extends a hand and, and opens its arms and begins to form relationships with, with the city, with the, with the school system, with, 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 with the citizens of a city. Number three, we have a tangible presence within the city. Yeah. The church has to get outside of the four walls. It has to get out. It has to serve. It has to love. It has to encourage. I pray that, that you would encounter some clients as you serve this week and that a spirit of courage would raise up in you and you will offer prayer to people that you wouldn't otherwise pray with. We're going to have a tangible presence within the city. God cares about this stuff. You remember the, um, the uh, White Robe series? Yeah. Um, the one where, where, where uh, uh, the, the five virgins, they, they got left their oil was not burning. The other five got taken up because the the spirit was burning. The spirit was moving in them. Part of outreach is, is, is keeping your oil burning because we don't know when Christ is coming back. Christ could come back on Tuesday when you're painting a room and before you know it, you just start floating. You know what I mean? But, but, but you're floating because your oil is still burning. You, You didn't just come on a Sunday and then go sit down. Your oil is still burning. So, so the plan to sit them down, watch me here, watch me, watch me. The plan to sit them down in groups was just as spiritual as the multiplication of bread. Will we agree? I know you want to hear that. I know you want to get to the 12 baskets full. I know you want them to divide the bread. You've read it a million times, but that's not important. What's important is that they all got into the logistics and the strategy of the plan of what God was doing. And you got to get just as excited about the logistics and the strategy as you do the miracle. God currently has you walking through a lot of things right now and you don't need a miracle. You think you do. What you need is wisdom. You need to know how to navigate. Because God can give you a miracle. But if you don't store the miracle well, you're going to be right back in the same situation. It's like um, he just fed the people. Let me tell you what that would have done. That would have filled them up and the people would have stayed longer. But he sat them down. They rested. They had community. He fed them. He walked around and talked to them as they were eating. And by the time they got finished eating, they were ready to go home because they they had been full spiritually and naturally. So his whole plan is like a full circle deal because the intent was to still bless the disciples. This story is not about the people. This story is about the church. This story is about you. I'm going to send them away, but we're going to do it the right way. So you don't need like a miracle par se right now. What you need is strategy. You need wisdom. Oh, we're having so many meetings right now, Pastor Kyra, with people who are just going through a lot of great stuff. I've never passed it through a season like this. Oh, my God. Because like last year was all, you know, it, was, it sucked, but it was cool because you knew like, you knew you was in lockdown. If this is lockdown, this is where you were. We just locked down. Right. Right. You feel me? And so. But this year it was like, OK, some of that carried over into twenty twenty one. But then we got into the spring and the summer and it was like, OK, wow. A little progress. Then it was like. Cases are rising, so, you know, we got to step it on back and this is how it is right now. And the disciples are like, I thought we was going on retreat, but we ain't. Retreat? retreating. Well, we ain't. we well, retreat? Well, yeah. We well, y'all ain't reading the Bible like I read the Bible. You know, you thought you was going on retreat. We going to get back, right? Go on vacation. And everything. We can fly. Do all that. But and and what they need is wisdom in the gray. Right. It's it's not it's not the money. It's not a job. It's not a man. It's not a woman. it's it's how do I how do I navigate this? so you you need look right now francie so many great if i get another meeting about a gray situation whoo lord you need you need wisdom and we got to learn here it is we got to learn how to suffer well because what your favorite preacher is going to do is he's going to tell you like his god is going to make a way and you're like yeah my god my god Made away. He hasn't yet, and it's Thursday. What happened to that word on Sunday? Sit the people down. Bring me what you think you don't have. We're going to fast and pray for seven days. You need to slow it down. You need to be here every night. And then you need to cap it off on Saturday. Then you need to serve so God can speak to you. So God can settle your heart. So God can give you peace. And then sometime in the fall, I'll show up, but you got to do that first. And that's what you call faith it's like, dang, Lord, I already serve on Sunday. I come up to the team meetings. I got groups. I'm a mentee, you know, all this church stuff. Yeah, that's what your life is. It's the kingdom. Why are we acting like the kingdom is getting in the way? <laughs> Aren't, isn't heaven your home? <laughs> this is what we do, right? We're preparing for heaven, right? We're going to be priests in heaven. I don't want, I don't want to do church anymore. It's, You don't. I'm confused. You're a Christian. I'm You don't. You're a Christian, but you don't. I'm going to get off that. I'm going to get off that. (laughs) They left with 12 baskets full. Jesus never forgot about them. He just had to put them through the wringer a little bit. And I want to encourage you. God ain't forgot about you, but but you you gotta. I can't wait the next Sunday. We're gonna. Ooh, it's gonna be a good message. Ooh, ooh, get everybody here, y'all. Like it's it's gonna be good. You know what I mean? But 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 he never. Jesus has not forgotten about you. And I I I, I I'd be willing to bet that whatever situation you're in right now, he he's waiting to that very last moment to show up. I've seen it happen. I I I've seen it happen too many times. I want to give you three promises to the generous. Watch this. Come on, Jason, close me out. I want to give you three promises over your life. Here it is. Your needs will be met in every season. That's what the 12 baskets represent. Your needs will be met in every season. Second Corinthians says this for God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat in the same way. He, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Verse 11. Yes. Someone say yes. yes. You will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. So that you can always be be generous. You give. God gives you give God gives you give God gives don't grow weary don't grow weary in giving your time your talent and your treasure as you give he's going to provide that's that's the kingdom that's a kingdom principle that's a kingdom principle number two second promise your influence will increase Your influence will increase. They share freely Psalm 112 and give generously to those in need. Right now, you think your need is the greatest weight in the world. There's someone out there who has a greater weight. And so if you really read the text with spiritual eyes, the disciples were not thinking about the people. They were thinking about themselves. And Jesus was trying to highlight to to them, you're on my team. The Bible says that you're blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. When you're a Christian, you have everything you need in Christ. you're, You're covered. They have greater need. And what I'm trying to do right now is I'm trying to increase your influence for my glory. Because if I can get you to have a generous spirit wherever I send you, people won't see you. They'll see Christ. That's what God's trying to cultivate, because when it boils down to it, it's all about heaven. And it's such a selfish world right now, right? Me, 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 me. Such a breath of fresh air for you to get a new job and you to enter a staff and you to be a selfless person. It's like you're different because I love God and you show up to work and they go to their lives and you show up to work and they go back to their lives and you show up to work and they, and they know that they are broken and there's something different about you I'm gonna increase your influence I'm gonna increase your influence I've said this let' be so I've said this before. I said I want my funeral to be full out I want you to show up <laughs> you grown man he's so was such a good man my pastor he was he was my pastor why are you crying out that's gonna be francy he laughing <laughs> he, he go he gonna miss all my sermons because he be laughing oh, but he's such a good man good man he did watch this he did so much for people I wanted to be packed out. You, you, I'm telling you, you wouldn't know this because you're going to be dead. But you know, looking down, because God go excuse you for your selfishness. But you know, looking down from heaven at your funeral, depending on how many people was there, if you were selfish when you was on earth. You'll know. Because you're going to be in heaven like, dang, I thought my uncle was going to be there. He ain't love me at all. You ain't never did nothing for him. I thought he was supposed to be my best friend. Dang. About 12 people there. You should want your funeral to be packed. Because you, 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 you had something to give. Every time you showed up, you gave a prayer. You gave a smile. You gave love, you gave a hug, you, you led worship well, you, you made disciples, you, you played your part, you offered your best and you gave strategically. Okay. And so the third, the third promise is this, it is this, your heart will be full, your heart will be full. You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus it is more blessed to give than to receive. And, and this is what I've come to find out, y'all. C- can we grow past this a little bit? Let's grow past when someone's sharing their story with us, our response being our story. Like personally at this time, most of everyone knows that our house caught fire. But when people are sharing their needs with us, they don't need our response to be, oh, we totally understand our house caught fire too. And we're in a situation. No, just learn to put you aside Because you know that you are most fulfilled when you help someone else get over the hump. You are. You you know that. When, When we've helped marriages heal and fed people, paid rent for people, helped fix cars, you're most fulfilled when you give. Your heart will be full. Don't share your story. When people are sharing their needs, just offer your ear and offer a prayer and watch God fill your heart. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We give you all the glory. We thank you, Lord, for your word. God, we thank you for this opportunity we have as a church to impact our city this week. (laughs) You intend to bless us. There are 12 baskets with every person's name on them in this church, under the sound of my voice and online, you intend to bless us. So, God, we pray that you would work a spirit of generosity in us, Lord. Help us to put others first. Help us to offer our time and our talent and our treasure. That you would be glorified and that people would know you. there's anyone in here who does not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior I want to give you an opportunity to come to him today he loves you so much God sent his one and only son to die on a cross for your sins and today he's calling you back home he hasn't forgotten about you and according to Jeremiah 29 11 he has a plan for your life I want to give you an opportunity to make him your Savior today He loves you. He forgives you. He is not mad at you. He's madly in love with you. And he has a 12 basket life in store. If that be you today and you're coming back to the Lord or you're coming to God for the first time, I just want you to pray this prayer. We're not going to have you stand up. Just going to pray. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father God, I believe that Jesus Christ is your son. And today I accept him as my savior. Today, Lord Jesus, I give you my life. I receive your forgiveness. I am yours. Fill me with your spirit. Walk with me, lead me, guide me. I love you. Jesus name. Amen. Come on, church. Let's celebrate big. Come on. Come on.